Good morning, everybody. This is me reading stuff, and my name is Robin. This is a short podcast with a tiny infusion of a great passage. Well, I consider them great. I don't know what you guys feel. Uh, Whether it be a poem or an essay or a letter or a passage from a novel, sometimes nonfiction, maybe. I don't even remember. It's short, under 10 minutes, because I respect you guys. I respect you. I respect your time. I respect your desires. I respect your children. I respect your mom. I respect your eating habits and your medical conditions and your anger and your secret loves. And I respect and even honor your pain-filled histories. Because that's a part of you. It's a part of me, and I love you. Plain and simple. Don't argue it. Let's get started. We've only got 10 minutes. Today, I'm going to finally be reading you. I don't think I've ever read you, Patricia Highsmith, one of my all-time favorite writers. Uh, Born 1921 in Fort Worth, Texas. 1995, she died in Switzerland. You guys know her because of two things. Strangers on a Train. Uh, She wrote the novel. It was later made into the Hitchcock movie. And you also know that she wrote several books about Tom Ripley. And that became, well, The Talented Mr. Ripley was one of them. And that became the famous movie with Gwyneth Paltrow, Matt Damon, that other hot guy, can't remember his name, and the great Philip Seymour Hoffman. That came out in 99. I saw it in the theater. Okay, uh, the book that I'm going to be reading from today, though, is called uh, The Animal Lover's Book of Beastly Murder. This is an insane book. Uh, I don't remember when it was published, but I will put a link in the description so that you can buy it. This one is from Mysterious Press. This is one issue I have with the world is that Highsmith is always in the mystery sections of bookstores. Um, And, you know, it's neither here nor there, really, because it's still an awesome book. But I don't understand why she's not in the literature or novel or short story sections. They always like stick her to the side and not that there's anything wrong with the mystery section either, but it just seems weird to me. Well, anyway, back to her. Uh, Let me think of what else I want to say. She was a complicated human being for sure. She had alcohol issues. She was very angry. Um, She kind of just hated humans big time. She, she did say what, she loves animals. She loved animals, and she always, I've always loved this quote. She said, my imagination functions better when I don't have to speak with people. Um, and even though I don't hate people, I really love humans, but um, I agree with that. It's just very, very difficult for me to be, um, I don't know how to describe it. I've talked about it a million times here. But anyway, I always liked the way she worded that. That is the truth. Is like when I that's why I kind of retreat for long periods because communicating for me is actually very difficult. Um I mean, it is and it isn't. I don't even know. This isn't about me. This is about Patricia Highsmith. I'm so sorry. Okay, back to the book. These are Kafka-esque. There are tales of animals getting back at humans who have wronged them. And I love a revenge story. This might not register because I'm, you know, I, I, the reason I haven't read one of my favorite writers is because she doesn't really write anything short enough for me to read on here. So this is just the intro to one of the first stories in this collection, the for, first story, Chorus Girl's Absolutely Final Performance. Oh, you'll get the idea that this is about an elephant. It breaks my heart. 
They call me Chorus Girl. Shouts of Chorus Girl go up when I stand and swing my left leg, then my right, and so on. Before that, however, maybe 10, 20 years ago, I was Jumbo Junior, mostly Jumbo. Now it's Chorus Girl entirely. My name must be written on the wooden board at the front of my cage along with Africa. People stare at the board, sometimes say Africa, then start calling me Chorus Girl. Hey, Chorus Girl. If I swing my legs, a small cheer goes up. I live alone. I never saw another creature like myself in this place at any rate. I remember when I was small, though, following my mother everywhere. And I remember many creatures like myself, much bigger, a few even smaller. I remember following my mother up a sloping wooden board onto a boat, the boat a bit unsteady. My mother was led and prodded away, back the same board, and I was on the boat. My mother, wanting me to join her, lifted her trunk and bellowed. I saw ropes flung about her, 10 or 20 men tugging to hold her back. Someone fired a gun at her. Was it a deadly gun or a dope gun? I will never know that. The smell is different, but the wind was not blowing towards me that day. I only know my mother collapsed after a little while. I was on the deck, screaming shrilly like a baby. Then I was shot with a dope gun. The boat finally moved, and after a very long time during which I mainly slept and ate in semi-darkness in a box, we arrived in another land where there were no forests, no grass. Into another box I went, more movement, another place with cement underfoot, hard stone everywhere, bars and foul-smelling people. Worst of all, I was alone. No little creatures my own age. No mother, no friendly grandfather, no father, no play, no baths in a muddy river, alone with bars and cement. Oh, man, I almost started crying, even though I've read that a million times. I, can't, I can barely take it. You know, as I get older, I, I can't even take the kind of stuff that I loved in my 20s. I'm about to be 40 in April, and I don't know what's going on with me. And, and maybe it's just because of what's going on in the world. Like, I can't take any more reminders of how awful humans can be. Um, but then again, I gravitate towards it. I'm really just full of dichotomous answers for you guys today. Oh, I also wanted to tell you guys coming up, I think it's going to um, be out there on Monday. One of my favorite podcasts, The Blaze with Lizzie and Kat. This is a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. Um, it, so they go episode by episode. I am, I consider myself truly to be the world's expert on Beverly Hills 90210 at least the plot lines and the characters. I know everything about the show. I've seen all 10 seasons over 15 times. Uh, I watch it constantly. It is my go-to. It keeps me company in my studio. I don't always watch it. I listen to it a lot. But anyway, I got to be a guest on this podcast and I am so excited. Hey, shout out to Jean Morgan. I love you, Jean. Thank you for telling these women about me. Um, and the theme of the episode, if you want to play along, you can watch, it is called Windstruck. It's from season four and you can check that out on Hulu if you have it. Uh, and so we talked about that episode and we talked about my journey and why I like 90210 so much, but also as a little teaser, I want to tell you these girls, Lizzie and Kat do the most amazing job tying each episode into other, you know, film history or literary history. And they're so thorough and so this particular episode is about how the Santa Ana winds are blowing through California and Southern California, and they make everybody either crazy or horny. And it's a very weird episode. 
There's even a Howard Stern reference on here on this episode. And anyway, they allowed me to read um, a literary reference to the Santa Anas. And this is from um, Raymond Chandler's Red Wind. There was a desert wind blowing that night. It was one of those hot, dry Santa Anas that come down through the mountain passes and curl your hair and make your nerves jump and your skin itch. On nights like that, every booze party ends in a fight. Meek little wives feel the edge of the carving knife and study their husbands' necks. Anything can happen. You can even get a full glass of beer at a cocktail lounge. Mm, mm, mm. Love it. Uh, what else do I need to wrap up here with you guys? I just want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you for your patience. I think I promised I was going to do an after dark and I don't remember doing that. So that's my fault. I'm going to try to make that up to you at some point. Oh, do you guys remember? I read this too. Back to Patricia Highsmith really quick. That book, I hope that gives you a good indicator. I mean, there's a book about a cat who's jealous of um, its owner's boyfriend and wants to kill him. There's a pig who's trained as a truffle hunter, and his owner never lets him eat a truffle. Uh, There is a ferret, I remember. There's a dog who lives in the city who's angry at people. I mean, it's really, this is a fantastic book. I do recommend it. I want to remind you of my favorite Patricia Highsmith diary entry at age 26, 2.30 a.m., New Year's Eve. That's 1949. Here's what she wrote. My New Year's Eve toast. To all the devils, lusts, passions, greeds, envies, loves, hates, strange desires, enemies, ghostly and real, the army of memories with which I do battle, may they never give me peace. I'm going to end it there. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good one. Bye-bye.